Hey friends, welcome to the series of the Revelations of Genesis. Hello, it's your girl Lady Sage and we're here doing the Revelations of Genesis. And I have my friend here, Berlin. When you're supposed to say hello. Uh, uh, well, well, hello, everybody. Oh I think this is good because we're like, I mean, why not? I'm definitely going to keep this. I'm, I'm like, keeping okay, this part in here. You're like, okay, like such a long I'm waiting break. for you. I'm waiting for you to say something else. It's like, okay, Berlin, this is when you're supposed to say hello. <laughs> you can tell. You can tell I don't do this very often, so I guess that's okay. Well, hello, everybody. So we're heading to Genesis chapter 24, and uh, Isaac and Rebecca. Isaac and Rebecca. So, I guess I'll read the first 10 verses, and we're reading from the English Standard Version. So if you have an English Standard Version, you can follow along. If not, you can still follow along with whatever translation that you have. Just know that there might be a little difference in um, word and um, verbiage and stuff. Word and word. All right. So now Abraham was old, well advanced in years, and the Lord had blessed Abraham in all things. And Abraham said to his servant, the oldest of his household, who has charge of all that he had, put your hand under my thigh that I may make you swear by the Lord, the God of heaven and the God of earth, that you will not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites, among whom I dwell, but will go to the country and to my kindred and take a wife for my son Isaac. The servant said to him, perhaps the woman may not be willing to follow me in this land. May I then take your son back to the land from which you came? Abraham said to him, See to it that you do not take my son back there. The Lord, the God of heaven, who took me from my father's house and from the land of my kindred, and who spoke to me and swore to me, To your offspring I will give this land. He will send his angels before you, and you should take a wife from there. But if the woman is not willing to follow you, then you will be free from the oath of mine. Only you must not take my son back there. So the servant put his hand under the thigh of Abraham, his master, and swore to him concerning this matter. Then the servant took ten of his master's camels and departed, taking all sorts of ch uh, choice gifts from his master. And he arose from when and went to uh, Mesopotamia to the city of Nora. Okay. Chapter verse 11. So you want me to continue or do you want to just talk about what you just read? Um, I, talk, I would like to talk a little bit about it. You, you, yeah? Yeah. 
I um so uh Abraham sends his servant out to find a wife for his son in his land where he's from. But his son can't go there. I find that a little ironic that they're gonna bring a woman from where he was to him that his son can't go there um but I guess because of the promise and back in those days the bloodline they did a lot of with the bloodline to have it pure um I don't know I just think that this that whole it's not typical that his servant can go but his son cannot That's all. Okay. I mean, here. Well, here's the thing. Like, cause I remember when I first read this this chapter, mm-hmm. and I wrote, "Why in my Bible? Mm. Like, why? Why couldn't he go? Yeah. Like, have you ever got an answer for that to that question? Like, why couldn't why couldn't Isaac go to that? I think it. I think maybe the lamb was so would have been so attracted to him. And the ways of the land and their customs, probably, um, God wanted to do a new thing. And it, it really speaks volumes about our past. And um, when God tells us to leave a place, mm. you know, and we don't, we still are, are connected in some sort of way. Yeah. Where he didn't want he didn't even want his son to see the place. But it makes me kind of wonder how it was. Was it almost like a Solomon Gomorrah? Or was it not? Was it just a comfortable place? Which can be even worse, you know? Mm-hmm. Cause one thing that I found out was that where Abraham used to live, the reason why God because they used to worship the moon and the sun and all that stuff. You know, oh, okay. I kind of, I kind of read that. I, I read this about that a, a while back. Okay. So it wasn't, it wasn't the God of, you know, the Creator. Because remember, when God came to Abraham, it says that I forgot how. How did he approach? He told him to take him and his family and go to a land that God has prepared. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that land, that land wasn't wasn't they 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 were worshiping like idols and stuff like that. Okay. So they didn't really know the God Jehovah Elohim. Gotcha. So I kind of think that's probably why. Too, I'm not sure. I haven't caught a revelation on that yet. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I'm. I um. I guess my only thing would be um, it's something that would have attracted him to want to stay there. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe God knew that the attraction would be real. I think I would almost consider it like when you're doing genealogy and when I do genealogy I like to go to the places where um, where my ancestors were. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's just like one of those places where God just wants to make sure that I, you know, Isaac has no remembrance of the past. 
Yeah. Like you don't need you don't need to know that I'm I'm from there. Right. You don't need to know you don't need that information. It's kind of like it's kind of like God telling Adam, "Hey, uh don't eat from this this this, this don't eat this fruit because you don't need to know that." Right. Like cuz the moment that they eat the fruit, their eyes become open and that curiosity. Yeah. Becomes so real. Yeah. And, um, oh, you know what? Actually, we're sitting here thinking. I thought about how it says, like, uh, you have to watch what your eyes see and what your ears hear. Yeah. Because you want that. You want those things. You desire. Like, once you start seeing it, then all of a sudden, that's where you want to go. Yeah, because that's, that's, that, that's the flesh. Right. The flesh wants things that, that feels good to it. Right. So in Isaac's case, he's not even allowed to go there. Because there could have been many, many other women there. <laughs> right. I feel like Isaac was very shielded as well. Mm-hmm. Like there's a, there's like, it's like almost having like a baby. Like, you know, if you're an older person, well, his parents were older. Yeah. And the, the, the baby that they have is very um, guarded. Yeah. It's always like the last baby is, um, gets, uh, the more attention you know mm-hmm. it gets better education and just um almost like a shield over isaac being that he was the promise you know son and in in, in the promise yeah now so i remember was, sarah sarah had died isaac's mom had died prior too right yeah so she wasn't. And he was really connected to his mom. He actually is. Isaac didn't draw. Isaac wasn't really in search of a wife until after his mom died. Mm-hmm. He didn't want to. Yeah, so he was really connected to his mother. Do you want to read chat verse 11? Sure. And do the next 10? Verse 11 to 21, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's see. So, are you reading from the ESV version? There's only one. Okay, there's only one of them. English Standard Version. Okay, verse 11 says, And he made the camels kneel down outside the city by the well of water at the time of evening, the time when women go out to draw water. And he said, O Lord, God of my master Abraham, Please grant me success today and show steadfast love to my master Abraham. Behold, I am standing by the spring of water, and the daughters of the men of the city are coming out to draw water. Let the young woman, to whom I shall say, Please let down your jar that I may drink, and who shall say, Drink, and I will water your camels. Let her be the one whom you have appointed for your servant Isaac. By this, I shall know that you have shown steadfast love to my master. Before he had finished speaking, behold, Rebekah, who was born to Beth- Bethuel, the son of Milcah, the wife of Nahor, Abraham's brother, came out with her water jar on her shoulder. The young woman was very attractive in appearance, a maiden, whom no man had known. 
She went down to the spring and filled her jar and came up. Then the servant ran to meet her and said, Please give me a little water to drink from your jar. She said, Drink, my lord. And she quickly let down her jar upon her hand and gave him a drink. When she had finished giving him a drink, she said, I will draw water for your camels also until they had finished they have finished drinking so she quickly emptied her jar into the trout and ran again to the well to draw water and she drew for all his camels the men gazed at her in silence to learn whether the lord had prospered his journey or not And when the camel had finished drinking, oh, is there anything that you want to talk about that one? No, no, not really. When the camel had finished drinking, the man took a gold ring weighted of half shekels and two brass lids from her arm weighted ten gold shekels and said, please tell me whose daughter you are. Is there room in your father's house for us to spend the night? And she said to him, I am the daughter of Bethel, the son of Milcah, whom she bore to Norah. And she added, we have plenty of both straw and fold and room to spend the night. The man bowed his head and worshiped the Lord and said, bless the Lord, the God of my master Abraham, who has not forsaken his steadfast love and his faithfulness towards my master. As for me, the Lord has led me in a way to this house of my master's kinmen. Then the young woman ran and told her mother's household about these things. Rebecca had a bottle, uh, sorry, <laughs> Rebecca had a brother whose name was Laban, ran out towards the men to the spring. As soon as he saw the ring and the bracelet on his sister's arm, and heard of the words of Rebekah, his sister. Thus the man spoke to me. He went to the man, and behold, he was standing by the camels at the spring. He said, Come in, O blessed, o blessed of the Lord. Why do you stand outside? For I have prepared the house and a place for your camels. So the man came to the house, and un sorry, and unharmed unharnessed the camel and the camels and there was water to wash his feet the feet of the man who were with him. I think I stopped there. Okay, you stop right here. You know what? I'll actually read the next verse. Okay. Then food was set before him to eat. But he said, I will not eat until I have said what I had to say. He said, speak on. Okay. So the man going to speak now. Mm-hmm. So he said, I'm, it's, it's funny though, because your version, some of the words are different. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why, but. I'm reading from the ESV version too, but mine says 1918 something, 2016. Oh, let me see if I can find the year. I'm reading from the Bible app. Oh, I'm reading from 
Bible Gateway. Bible Gateway. Okay, that's probably why. Yeah. Okay, let's just keep on moving. All right, so verse 34. So he said, I am Abraham's servant. The Lord has greatly blessed my master, and he has become, become great. He has given him flocks and herds, silver and gold, male servants and female servants, camels and donkeys. And Sarah, my master's wife, bore a son to my master when she was old, and to him he has given all that he has. My master made me swear, saying, You shall not take a wife for my son from the daughters of the Canaanites in whose land I dwell. But you shall go to my father's house and to my clan and take a wife for my son. I said to my master, Perhaps the woman will not follow me. But he said to me, The Lord before whom I have walked will send his angel with you and prosper your way. You shall take a wife for my son, for my clan, and for my father's house. Then you will be free from my oath. When you come to my clan, and if you will not give her to you, and if they will not give her to you, you will be free from my oath. I came today to the spring and said, O Lord, the God of my master Abraham, if now you are prospering the way that I go, behold, I am standing by the spring of water. Let the virgin who comes out to draw water, to whom I shall say, Please give me a little water from your jar to drink, and who will say to me, Drink, and I will draw for, for your camels also. Let her be the woman whom the Lord has appointed for my master's son. Before I had finished speaking in my heart, behold, Rebekah came out with her water jar on her shoulder, and she went down to the spring and drew water. I said to her, Please let me drink. She quickly let down her jar from her shoulder and said, Drink, and I will give your camels drink also. So I drank, and she gave the camels drink also. I think I'll stop right here. Okay. I think that part is um, very important because the obedience of the servants. He couldn't, he couldn't rest until he said what his master wanted him to to speak Abraham his master yeah and uh, Rebecca I mean almost word for word of what he prayed for she interpreted which is that power of the word spoken word yeah power of our voice and nice but did you notice that did you notice that how he he asked for a sign. Mm-hmm. Like he asked for a sign. Like uh, that's what they used to call fleece back in the day. Mm, okay. You know, yeah. like kind of, uh, kind of what uh, Gideon. Gideon, Gideon did. Yeah. You know, he wanted to see a sign, and but today we no longer have to. Right. We have the Holy Spirit. Yeah, he still sends us. I feel like the Holy Spirit does still send us signs. Well, yeah, but we don't have to ask for a sign, right? To to get to be to be uh, as a confirmation. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We don't need that 
to make sure that it's coming from God. Mm-hmm. Alright, then I'll read the next couple of verses. Where am I? I'm going to stop at 15 I, I think we can talk about this. We can talk about this for, for good. Not just the, that sign part, but I'm just saying this this chapter, we can we can really go deep in it. Well, let's go deep then. <laughs> we got to allow the Holy Spirit to direct us. <laughs> you, know, you know what I'm saying? Because sometimes yeah. Because sometimes, you know, it's kind of like we you don't want to come up with things. I don't want to come up with, okay, this is my thought. This is my, I want to get revelation. But sometimes I feel like, I feel like for me, the way that I get my revelation is coming up with things and thinking outside the box. Because then the Holy Spirit starts to kind of like connect the dots. Like, yeah, I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come in and have his way and open my interpretation. But I also ask those questions like why, how, what, where, yeah, and when. And then through me, like, searching like that, that's when he gives those revelations. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. That's why That's why it's important to, like, ask questions. Like, like why is this like this? Why? Because, like, for example, okay, you... Because... Like the the question that I asked myself this morning, mm-hmm. during, you know my my morning devotion, whatever, uh, is what if we, what if we just you know believe believe because that's what it says in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, right? What if we just believe it because that's what it says and it's hard for us to and I'm like okay you know I think I'm gonna talk about this a little bit more on my on my on my, <laughs> on my life tonight when I go live because <laughs> it's like yo it's like huh I think we all want to believe that we're great believers and we do believe the word of God like true wholeheartedly but then there is that that um that reality of how how much do we believe and how much do we, are we willing to actually walk out yeah and that's where that disconnect comes with the body of Christ and truly reading the word yeah i mean i don't think i and i'm not trying to judge anybody of course but there's not many christians who actually open the bible anymore except for when they're at church and it's easier to not grow connect like not get connected and then not know um and not really have an accountability on what the word of god says over our life that's why that's why that's why um abraham didn't want isaac to go to that land Mm. (laughs) we've been we've been in that land too long that when we hear the word of God, we kind of, oh yeah, I believe it. But then there is a little bit of doubt in there. Right. There is doubt. We have not been, like you said, there's not many Christians that actually open the Bible nowadays. Well, yeah, because they open the television more. Right. They turn on, uh, I should say turn on, not open the television. Nobody trying to open the television today. <laughs> no, turn on the not TV. Like the old ones. You, you know, instead of turn on the Bible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if we stay more in the Word of God, then 
we stay in this land. Yeah, and I feel like um, it's so much easier to have your your mind on so many other things. Like, you know, everything is so convenient now, especially with music and just entertainment. Like, it's you have it at the palm of your hand. Yeah. So, um, it's a lot harder to discipline oneself to actually read the word. That's why I first, you know, I've been doing the revelations of Genesis for a very long time. And then I'm like, wait a minute, I should probably be done Genesis by now. <laughs> yeah. But it comes back to that discipline of just sticking in there and completing it. Um, it's hard. It's, it can be very hard. I, I don't. Else. I, you see, I, I don't want to say that it's hard. I was listening to a sermon today and the pastor was talking about holiness. Like mm-hmm. how God's will is for us to be holy. Well, yeah, it is for us to be holy. But then he says, uh, where, where I, he, I'm like, okay, yes, I agree. God's will is, God wants us to be holy. Because he says, be ye holy, holy be, because I am holy. Uh-huh. Okay? So it's not hard for God to, to tell us to be holy. It's kind of like Jesus telling that lady, go and sin no more. Mm. Okay? So mm-hmm. it, it, it's... it's and then the pastor, the, the pastor was, was talking about that. And I'm like agreeing with that. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then he says, but it's so hard. I'm like, no, I don't agree. <laughs> it might, but it might not be hard for you. It's not that I'm not saying it's not hard in the natural. It's the idea of verb verbalize it oh just putting it out yeah just putting it out there basically giving yourself a one out yes yeah that's that's where i'm like okay no you don't have to say i don't have to say that it's hard i don't have i don't have to say that i just have to catch the revelation that it's easy right it's easy because god says that god says be holy because once you catch the revelation that hey i'm from god like god is in me and it's because of his grace when you catch a revelation of his grace then holiness becomes an easier thing right. you see what i'm saying so my mm-hmm. focus is like okay no i don't want to focus that on the hard part like oh man it's so hard it's so hard no i want to focus on god's grace right you see what it's i'm saying it's kind of like when you're i, I can when you're saying that all i can imagine is either like a, a sports player or an olympian yeah when they're starting out it is it, it can be hard but because they don't look at it's almost like when i was in college okay yeah i worked full time i worked third shift went to college in the morning full time and did ministry like with my church full time and when people would look at me they're like wow that's crazy that's how are you doing that that has to be hard yeah you know i never saw it as hard mm-hmm. ever and i mean i was more i was doing more then than i am now i never saw it as hard because i never looked at it as hard yeah but you're right when you start to see something as hard you can't accomplish it yeah it's, i saw it, it i just put what i said is okay i'm gonna put my head down I'm not going to look to the left or to the right. I'm going to do what I need to do because I know what I want now. 
-hmm. it took me a very long time to figure out what I wanted to do and then once I figured that out I'm like let's go get it yeah because now you, you, you your focus is on the vision like you right. can see the head it's like Jesus dying like okay man Jesus like I can see the harvest so it's nothing for me to go on that cross because I can see ahead of what's gonna happen right you know what I mean so yeah so you're right it it's how we word it how we look at it if yeah. we're already looking at it as a defeat then we're not gonna master it yeah exactly yeah like I'm I'm all into the the word thing now like man I gotta pay attention to what I say <laughs> yeah like I really have to pay attention to what I say because I'm like becoming realizing slowly moment by moment that man my words has power yeah now I'm not saying that that's something that everybody re- like getting you know it's kind of like something you have to work for yourself right but once you begin to get it then you're like oh yeah I I'm created in God's image and his likeness and my words has power and I gotta start paying attention to what I say I can't just say anything because you know they talk about the subconscious the conscious mind and the subconscious mind well the subconscious mind doesn't really can't take a joke mm. <laughs> right. you know what I mean mm-hmm it, it, it can't really your soul your soul can't really take a well I don't want to say your soul uh, referring to the subconscious mind in a spiritual level because you know when you hear the subconscious mind you, you tend to think like science type thing or whatever right you know uh, but it can't take a joke that's, your, that's the inner man it, Man, let's read the let's let's continue reading. <laughs> but I like that the thought. I I think the general thought of watching, you know, the power of the mind and the power of the tongue. Yeah. Um, Abraham gave strict instructions for the servant, and the servant was very um, mindful of his verbiage. Mm-hmm. And 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 he had a relationship. Obviously, he had a relationship because he prayed. Um, so yeah do you see how he prayed he prayed to to the god of his master master it's kind of like us praying in Jesus name yeah so I this, never saw that I mean this servant, that, I didn't think about that yeah this servant this 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 servant probably wasn't even a a, a Jew or a, 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 a descendant of Abraham or whatever. He might have been an Egyptian. Yeah. Because uh, Sarah had a couple of servants from when she was in Egypt. So he probably didn't even part of, wasn't even part of the covenant. Right. You know what I mean? But, but he yeah. was, he ended up being, because they got circumcised. They all had to get circumcised. That is true. You you are correct. You are correct. So he he had some connection. Yes. Yes. And maybe I feel like he might have prayed to the God of Abraham, his master, because he saw God through Abraham. Mm-hmm. And so if he maybe doesn't believe 100%, he'll pray to the God of his master who does believe mm-hmm. 100%, as if the prayer is coming from the master. Yeah. So. Awesome. All right. 
Then I bowed my head. Uh, verse 48. Then 48. I bowed. What? Was it 48? 48. Right. I, I, I think I don't know. Are they just particular? Yeah, well. That's where you stopped at. No, you sure? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I bowed my head. No, 47. Was it 47? 47. That's where you're at. Ah. All right, 47. Then I asked her, whose daughter are you? And she said, I'm the daughter of Bethel Mer. Mer I'm probably I'm butchering these names up, so. That's okay. Mer's son. Whose Milka bore to him. So I put a ring on her nose and a bracelet on her arm. Then I bowed my head and worshiped the Lord and blessed the Lord, the God of my master. See, I feel like he, he had a relationship. He had a relationship. But he still uh, references the God of his master, yeah. Abraham, mm-hmm. who had led me by the right way to take the daughter of my master's king, kinsman for his son. Now then, if you are going to show steadfast love and fruitfulness to my master, tell me. And if not, tell me. That I may turn to the right, that I may turn to the right hand or to the left. Then Laban of Bethel, Bethel, I don't know how to say that word, answered and said, the thing, this, the thing has come from the Lord. We cannot speak to you bad or good. Behold, Rebecca is before you. Take her and go, and let her be the wife of your master's son, as the Lord has spoken. And when Abraham's servant heard the, their words, he bowed himself to the earth before the Lord. And the servant brought out jewelry and silver and gold and garment and gave them to Rebekah. He also gave to the brother and to her mother costly ornaments. And he and the men who were with him ate and drank, and they spent the night there. And when they arose in the morning, he said, Send me away to my master. Her brother and mother said, Let the young woman remain with us a while. At least ten days. After that, she may go. But he said to them, Do not delay me, since the Lord has prospered my way. Send me away, that I may go to my master. They said, Let us call the young woman and ask her. And she called, and they called Rebecca and said to her, Will you go with this man? And she said, I will go. So they sent away Rebecca, their sister, and her nurse, and Abraham's servant, and his men. And they blessed Rebecca and said to her, Our sister, may you become thousands of ten thousand, and may your offspring possess the gates of those who hate him. I think I'm done, right? You stop right here. Yeah, I'll stop right there. We still, we still got, we still got a little few, like. Yeah, it's like. Just finish. Yeah, yeah, you, you can finish it up. You want me to finish it? Yeah, that would be right. good. Yeah. Then Rebecca and her young, and her young 
woman arose and wrote on the camels and followed the men. Thus the servant took Rebekah and went his way. Now Isaac had returned from Beer La Hoy Roy. Oh, I'm so happy I gave you this part. <laughs> <laughs> you did awesome. <laughs> and was dwelling in Negev. <laughs> oh, yep, there we go. <laughs> and Isaac went, you know, I have this book that give me these names uh-huh. and it gives you the pronunciation. So Holy. I've been learning some of these, all right? So <laughs> <laughs> I cheated a little bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> and he lifted up his eyes. Okay, so and Isaac went out to meditate in the field toward evening. And he lifted up his eyes and saw, and behold, there were camels coming. And Rebekah lifted up her eyes. And when she saw Isaac, she dismounted from the camel and said to the servant, Who is that man walking in the field to meet us? The servant said, It is my master. So she took her veil and covered herself. And the servant told Isaac all the things that he had done. Then Isaac brought her into the tent of Sarah, his mother, and took Rebekah, and she became his wife, and he loved her. So Isaac was comfort. See, here's a here's a word that I'm like, okay, how do I say this word in English? Say it for me, please. Comforted. See? <laughs> After his mother's death. There wow. You. Comfort. You can say all of the horrors um places yeah but then and... that word it's like I, I have i know i can't say comfort but then when it comes to comfort it yeah, all right i'm not even gonna try you I'll, just have to slow down i'll practice i'll practice it again okay so, so isaac gets a wife isaac get isaac gonna get get some <laughs> isaac said isaac said it's about time dad it's about yep. time. At the end of this chapter, he's like, ah. <laughs> 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 she, you know, and that's the thing of, about Rebecca when she sees him, she's like, oh, who is that? Yeah. And yeah. then she gets her veil and hides herself. Yeah. Um. She, yeah. Then, then he's, she goes in the tent, and so does he. Yeah. Um, Let's go. That's that's it's it's interesting though, right? Mm-hmm. Like okay, that's it. That it. makes you makes us husband and wife. Yeah, once they once they consummated, that was it. That was it. That was his wife. It it's it's over. Yeah, became in single, left out married. <laughs> <laughs> Man, if it could only be that easy. I mean, actually, it is that way. It is. I mean, yeah. if you think about it. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> we still do that today. All right, so thoughts on on these on on this the whole thing pretty much like so it's like man i mean you really see the the riches of abraham very um very uh they don't really speak on i mean he gave her uh, jewelry and and bracelets and don't get me start talking about riches now you see the riches right away with Some, what Abraham. Huh? Well, yeah. And yeah. the camels and everything. Abraham is very prosperous. You know, he's been, Abraham is very wealthy. Yeah. He's been very blessed. Blessed. Like, blessed, man. 
I want to be that black. Yeah, beyond this, it's like, um, wow. But here's the thing, though. Like, it talks about how Abraham was blessed. Now, uh, there's this book that I read called "The Blessing," uh, the the blessing of the Lord. It, mm-hmm. It's basically a book on. on uh, Proverbs ten twenty two, which talk about the blessing of the Lord makes rich, and He adds no sorrow. Okay, because it's kind of like the the blessing of God is not like it's it's just for material things. Gotcha. You, you know what I mean? It's like yeah. Abraham was Abraham. Abraham had like it's like the hand of God was on Abraham. Like that's kind of how I'm thinking about it how I'm like vi- to visualize it like the blessing mm-hmm. of God was because in, in the book of Galatians chapter uh, is it I think it's 3 verse 13 it talks about how you know Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law right so we might have so the blessing of Abraham might come on us yeah because they were stopped there for a while yeah so Abraham was was extremely wealthy like man the guy had like and i think that's why laban when you see the like if you read it it says when laban saw the oh he saw the riches yeah you're like what laban laban saw laban was the brother late because because uh apparently rebecca's dad was not alive because it wasn't mentioned Right, they only mentioned Laban and the mother. Yeah. So when Laban saw saw the the wealth, the, the riches, the bracelet on on uh, on Rebecca's arms and the rings and and all that stuff and the nose rings, he's like, "What?" Yeah, he's like, "This Jackpot. guy is rich. Go with him. Go with him." Yeah. <laughs> but I wonder why they wanted her to stay ten days behind. I'm curious if they were going to. You know, my, my craziest thing would be they would probably take her, try to take her virginity away because that would be the purest thing, or try to marry her off because they just want the riches, those small riches that they had seen. Or what would they have done? Because you got to remember, Laban is the same one who uh, Jacob comes back to, yeah, to find his wife, and he gets remember how he gets he gets played and ends up marrying. Um, my son so it was jacob 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 wanted to marry uh rachel rachel but and ended up marrying her older sister yeah because Laban got jacob drunk so to speak and um so you kind of wonder if if rebecca would have if the servant would have been so persistent in saying no she's got to come back yeah. now so because you know i felt like he had a commitment like that oath he had that commitment to do right by his master and had he not Laban probably would have done some shady stuff he probably would have done something bad I think yeah or be like oh you know what wait wait for a year and give us this that and the other and then you can have her uh-huh and then uh-huh. you know because that's exactly what he did to Jacob yeah because the bible says the bible says that he he's he changed uh the wages of Jacob like 10 times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, 
There you go. <laughs> Jacob's like, Jacob was like, yo, I, I worked seven years for for Rachel. I worked seven years for 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 Leah. Leah. And and yeah. then and then I worked six years for for your cattle and stuff like that. And you changed my wages ten times. Now let me go. Yeah. I think Jacob caught uh, caught a revelation. Uh huh. <laughs> so I'm glad that the servant in this particular passage is so like, no, I need to take her back. And if she don't want to go back, then basically his mission was done. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, but she got to come back with me now or basically the bet's off. Yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's it's like, hey, the harvest, the harvest is ripe. Yeah. It's time to bring the, the, the reaper and start, and start reap the, the harvest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of like we can't hesitate. You can't, you can't, you can't procrastinating on on the things of God. Right. You know what I mean? Like when God yeah, shows there's, you, there's definitely a window. Yeah. When God shows you shows you something, uh, you know the vision. You can't really say, "Oh, I'll do that later." When when God calls you, especially when it comes to salvation, mm-hmm. there are so many people God is actually calling them. And they just, oh yeah, I hear this. I hear this every time I go to church, but they never accepted Christ. They they right. just you know pull back. Oh yeah, I'll just do it every every Sunday. The pastor always give the this the opportunity invitation. and stuff like the invitation. I'll just do it later. I just want to keep on clubbing. <laughs> hey, I've been there. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I I I mean, yeah, I mean, we. I don't want to say we all, because you know, some people were. Like at very early age, and they're like, "Well, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna take this, 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 this Jesus thing serious." Right. But I, I mean, some of us weren't. Some of us took it serious late. Right. You know what I mean? I, I feel like I've had peaks and valleys of it. Like, if I could be honest about my spiritual walk, it's. it's peaks and valleys and I think I think um, now I'm finally starting to get it you're finally starting to get it yeah and I think it really had to do with me getting cancer back in 2018 that really kind of shook my world a bit so can I ask you can I ask you a question about that sure how did how did the Lord heal you how what, what makes you think what makes you um, what did you uh, how do you think you? What part do you think you played on your healing? Like, um, so you know, the initial thing is to be like, Lord, take it away. You know, heal me yeah. completely, and that didn't happen for me. You know, I had to go through the whole process. But while I was going through the whole process, um, and still trying to plug in, and still trying to do my own thing. I, I got I had a peace on my life and I feel like the way that God really spoke to me was through other people mm-hmm. who stood alongside me who prayed for me when I couldn't pray yeah who held me and cried over and cried with me and you know cried over me and it was just um it was that redefining of God through other people walking the ministry out and I knew very early on 
when I was diagnosed that um, that I was going to lean towards Jesus. Like I, I knew very very early on because I remember saying to my, one of my boss at the time, I said, um, I know God will still see my desires through my prayers. Yeah. Even though it feels like everything's being ripped from me. Yeah. Um, I still believe that and I still do even to this day and I think that would that's what gives me comfort that's his steadfast in that way where even though it seems like the very thing you've been praying for the very thing that you want has been stripped away from you mm-hmm. to believe it enough to say that this will happen because God spoke it over my life yeah and no matter what it looks like now I'm just gonna hold on to that because I pray pray to the fruitfulness Mm -hmm. in that land that might be barren naturally I think I've gotten more stronger in that area Yeah, and it wasn't easy at all I lost a lot of friends I've lost um, relationships you know but I was actually thinking about this the other day. I said, man, I looked around. I said, God, I, I just, I'm really, really thankful. I'm, I'm more thankful now. And I said, God, I thank you. Because the things that I've lost, you restored 10 times over. Mm-hmm. And n- not just restored it like um, I'm connected with that friend again. Yeah. No, I'm not connected with those people that I was be- connected with before. But the new seed, the new fruit that I am connected with is so pure, so genuine and so um so real. There's not they're not phony. Yeah. Like even in my relationship, like it's it's good. It's pure, you know, and and, and friendships are very good and pure where I can be myself and 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 blossom and in job. I got a new job. Mm. It, it's it's fresh and pure and I'm able to I'm able to speak to people in a different way um where like the lady today because I had to go in and I wasn't supposed to right and the lady said you know when you called me this morning and you asked for me to come in so that you could go to church she said I thought mm, no I don't I don't want to da, 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 da. and she said but you're the way that you spoke was so gentle was so kind and she said yet I knew that you needed me and she said and I said I can't let her down Mm -hmm. and see that I feel like that's something I've learned how to respect everyone yeah but that that came through through the the shaking because I knew how it was to be disrespected Mm mm-hmm I learned a lot through that season and in, 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 uh, in, uh, I learned uh, um, I learned that you know prayer is everything and uh, especially like I said when I couldn't pray the people that prayed for me mm-hmm. um, it, it's um it's a very humbling experience. I think um, I've also learned to just plug in just because. 
before before I had cancer, I was still connected to God. I was really into the I was really into the word, but it was more out of duty. Mm-hmm. And now it's more it's my personal desire to say, look, God, I'm still gonna even with everything going, my life uh is busy, blah blah blah. I'm still gonna spend time with you, even if it's just ten minutes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna make that commitment because when I was at my lowest part, you made that commitment to stay next to me. Yeah. I felt like you stayed next to me. Things that I should have been like screaming at or very fearful of or people who have gone through the same thing that I've gone through needing serious psych help. Yeah. Um, I, he stayed connected with me and I had such a peace. And um, so like it's almost like being in a relationship when you have somebody that goes through that with you, you're invested. It's like, um, I know now, like whether, you know, we're on this earth and, and, um, you know, until God comes back, we all have, we, we have to leave this earth. That's the reality of it. Unless God comes back, we all have that same March. That's right. And, one thing I, I know from the bottom of my heart that he he will never leave us. He says, I will never leave you or forsake you. Mm-hmm. And I know what that feels like. So, yeah. So you got all the reason. Because it's kind of like the same question that I asked. Like I told, I shared with you earlier that I asked, um, what if we just decided, what if we just believe because God said so? You know what I mean? And you got mm-hmm. to the point where it's like, okay, you know what? God said this. God showed me this vision. God showed me this for my life. So I'm yeah. gonna just I'm just gonna rest on on his word. I'm just gonna stay on what he says. Right. I don't care what the world's saying, I don't care what anybody is saying, but I'm just gonna go with what God says. Yeah. Yeah. So it, wow. And it's like so many people know my they know my testimony. I say my testimony. They they've seen me go through it. Mm-hmm. So when when everything starts to unravel, and honestly, believe it or not, Berlin, some of it's already starting to come to pass right now. Mm. And um, when it starts to unravel completely and fully, I won't. I feel like I won't even have to really say anything because the fruit, the remembrance, it's going to start to speak for itself. Yeah. Although I still find myself like now I'm starting to be tell people about what God said back then and how it's starting to unravel now. I can actually feel I can actually sense and feel the atmosphere like it's like the way that I would describe it as if the world turns and the wind blows the leaves. It's like that. Mm -hmm. It's like shifting to align to the promise of what God has promised over my life. I can feel it. I can, I can literally feel it. There you go. As we're sitting here now, I'm looking at my vision board that I did for 2019 to 2023. And this is the first time that I ever did one, two, three, four, five years. And literally everything that I've written down from 2019 to 2021 has started to come true. Yeah. Literally 2021 is is like 
Everything I put for 2021 has already happened. Hmm. Glory to God. Yeah. And so the next stage is like that big, that big stage, that big um, promise. And so on all I, all I, all I'm doing now is just, I just, I just believe. Yeah. And then when he starts um, showing me in dreams and visions, I'm like, okay. He showed me a vision before and I shared it on my podcast about um, uh, faith, faithfulness, being having, having faith. Mm-hmm. But the way that God showed me was as my eyes. He used my eyes to show me faith. Faith. Mm-hmm. When I saw this, this building that looked like a warehouse, it was uh, just old. It was, you know, a typical warehouse. Yeah. Nothing really appealing. It's just everything was in its place, warehouse down. But he said, I want to show you what it looks like when you have faith in a thing. And he showed me, and when I look back at this building, it was reconstructed. It was gorgeous. Mm. And it had cars to it. It had all the colors. Everything was in its place. It was gorgeous. When I looked away, and he, and the thing is, Berlin, he would show me I, I, through my eyes, he would show the warehouse. And then I looked again, it'd be it wasn't a warehouse. I looked yeah. again, it was a warehouse. And then finally, he showed me just this other building. The people that I was with looked at the warehouse and they counted it out. And he really showed me that that's how faith can be when we only see with our natural eyes and we mm-hmm. don't see how he sees it. Yeah. He sees it fully complete. Everything yeah. whole. Nothing lacking. And these people are kind of condemning this place. Like, oh, man, you, this is not going to work. And I, I'm telling these people, I'm like, but it, but it is. Can't you see it? Yeah. And I yeah. start to say what I see. Yeah. And as I'm saying what I see, it starts to kind of manifest. And I, before I know it, I'm I'm telling these people. And it, to me, they were like bigwigs, you know, like people who have money who could just make this thing happen. And I'm telling them. And before you know it, it became. Yeah. And then, of course, the dream was over. But he was showing me the power of, of uh, we have to believe with with everything we see. Mm-hmm. We, we can't say it's not going to look like what it's supposed to be. But as long as we fix our faith on what it is to be, it'll be. Yeah. So here's what I wrote this morning in my uh, during my uh, devotion time. Uh, it says I, I wrote every promises of God exist in the supernatural. Mm. My faith brings them to the natural. So it's it's pretty much the same thing. Your faith is what allow you to see in the natural, in the supernatural, yeah. what's possible in the natural. So yeah. in, in that vision, in that vision, it's like God is showing you like, hey, this is possible if you can see it. Not like you said, in the, in the natural eyes, if you can see it in your supernatural eyes then it's possible your faith will be able to bring it down in the natural. Right. Like it's, 
this stuff is so powerful. Faith is like extremely, oh man. It is, and we have, I mean, we have the ability to make, you know, to bring it to birth, almost birthing it, right? Yeah. We have that ability. We don't really realize the power of faith and our ability to say, I believe that this is going to come to pass. Yeah. And start to envision it. That was another thing that God was really, I think he was trying to teach me. Not only do you have faith, but you must vision it. Yeah. You must see it. You must see it. You know, and when you see it, it's harder. It's harder to say something doesn't exist when you see it. Mm-hmm. When I make shirts, right? Yeah. I can make the designs all day on the computer. Until I, but until I print it out and, and cut that vinyl and put it on that shirt. When I see it on that shirt, then I'm like, hmm, I got something. Yeah. But all day long, I can sit there on that computer. And try to figure out which <laughs> um, design looks, you know, uh, letter design looks decent on the shirt without putting it on the shirt. But you, you got to physically see it on the shirt to know if it's going to work. Yeah. And that's that's uh, that's that's the revelation part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When God, when God just reveal it to you, then you see it in the spirit. Then you have the belief for it. Then you have the faith for it. Because yeah. it says, because um, uh, it says faith comes by, by hearing the word, right? Right. Okay. So when you hear God speak something to you and you can hear it in your spirit, your faith rises. Revelation is pretty much the seeing part. Right. You know, the the craziest thing when I was prophesied in 2018, the end of 2018, um, when I went to this uh, church service, I typically don't record uh, the church service. I kind of listen to it and just kind of either, either I'll take notes or I'll just kind of soak it all in Mm -hmm. or just enjoy the moment. But that particular day I recorded it because the speaker who was speaking kept singing all these old-fashioned hymn songs. And I didn't know any of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they sound pretty cool. <laughs> you know? I'm like, oh, I love I, I love these hymns. Let me record them. I just love the way he was singing them. Yeah. So I, he was very particular on what songs were played and what songs were sung. So I said, let me record this because the songs were very ministering to my heart. And lo and behold, he, he, uh, I look, it was funny because I look over and I go, oh man, that line is long. It was a healing service. Mm. I said, I, I literally said to God, I said, I'm not going up in that line. I said, either he's going to have to call my number out and say, word for word, this person come up, or I would just, receive my healing from this back seat. <laughs> like literally probably like three minutes later he says there's a woman blah 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 and I'm like oh my goodness that's me <laughs> he's like come up here come up here and I go up there and he just began to speak life into my situation mm. And I still have that now. 
So every once in a while, I take a listen to it to remind myself that God called me out and spoke blessings over my life. That's right. And um, yeah. He okay. So he, may I say this? Yeah. So God, God is was basically reaffirm like reaffirming through him what he had already spoken over your life. Yeah, so Do you realize that? So the interesting thing about it is I had already been prophesied probably three weeks before then. Mm-hmm. And the things that the guy said uh, later on in September of 2018, another lady said something similar. Mm-hmm. But she was speaking on a on on a, she was a little bit more detailed with, with some of the things that would happen, and so, um, I was just like, okay. When he started saying this stuff, I began to weep and cry and kind of tell him my story and everything. And the first thing he said, and I think I told you, I might have told you this before. He said about my friendships that he was going to place people in my life who were. True, authentic friends. Uh-huh. And um, I started crying, of course. And then he went into more detail about me getting married and, and having children and things of that nature. And um, I was like, wow, because the lady three weeks ago, she didn't go into the detail with the husband and the, and the kids and all that stuff, but she did go in the detail of, of uh, my financial stuff state Mm -hmm. how it will be and he said the same exact thing so for me it was a really confirmation also being at a point in my life where I felt like I wasn't able to pray I would pray but I would cry yeah but who's to say that those tears weren't prayers Um, because I'm reminded of Hannah exactly that's exactly what I just thought of who weeps and couldn't and couldn't speak, mm-hmm. and God heard her 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 cries as, as prayers. So, who's to say? Yeah. Who's to say? God has a final say. That's right. So it's just it's just uh, the. It's just the believing part. The mm-hmm. okay, this came from God. I'm gonna stand on that promise. I'm gonna stand on it. No matter right. what's go- no matter what what else is going on in the natural uh, realm, I know that hey, my Father in heaven has already spoken. Yeah. So I'm just gonna just stand by what He says. Yep. I think I maybe that's why God had me in this Genesis. Because the pioneers of standing on God's word yeah. is Abraham and Sarah. That's right. Because it, it says Abraham, you know, God counted his faith as righteousness. Right. Meaning that, because it, it says in the book of, uh, is it the book of, uh, is it Ephesians 5? No. Maybe it's Ephesians 5. That we are the righteousness of God. Yeah, yeah. 
we are the righteousness of God through Christ to through Jesus. Yeah. Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice so that we can connect back to the Father. Yeah. And Jesus, you know, Jesus never ever wanted anybody to praise him. He will always redirect it back to the Father. Yeah. And like all he did, all all Jesus did is like, I'm gonna give you access so that you don't have to, you no longer have to kill animals or you know get blood for your your sins. He's he's gonna give himself as a sacrifice so that when we start to pray, we can just pray right to the Father. That's right. And we can say in Jesus' name because He did the ultimate sacrifice. Yeah, because it's like it's like saying okay. It's is in his authority. He gave us the authority to come. Like you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. Man, this was a great revelation. Yeah. I talk about in my live uh, podcast that that not podcast, but. Uh, I'm actually starting to recording it, and 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 I'm gonna start a new podcast. I was wondering why don't you when you record your lives, why don't you just push record on your podcast? Cause, uh, cause I'm I'm using, cause I usually use my oh, phone. Use your devices. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's kind of like I gotta record it and then post it, and man, it's like, come on, man, <laughs> I need somebody to do all that for me. I need to hire some. You do. You got yourself a whole little production going on. I need that. Well, yeah. I need a team. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. You're camping in the Proverbs for a whole year, right? I'm camping in the Proverbs for the whole year. And I don't even know. And it's like, hey, I've been doing this every day since the beginning of this year. And it's like, I don't want to stop. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't really want to stop. Yeah. Because God is birthing something in you. Yeah. I don't, it's like, wow. This is the first time I've been so consistent in my whole entire life. I've never been as consistent other than, you know, brushing my teeth or stuff like that. (laughs) (laughs) You you know what I mean? Like, I'm talking about, I'm talking about being consistent on something that you like, the body, the flesh is kind of resisting it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like something I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm gonna do this, and then I'm like, I I stick with it for that for that, like three weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I, every once in a while I'm able to hear your messages, and it seems to always be like from like the twenty fourth one back for some reason. It's always like the same, almost the same ones, but they always seem different. It's not like you're repeating. You're repeating the same word, but it seems like you get a different revelation each time. Well, yeah, yeah. Every every um, time I'm hearing things differently, I'm not I'm not seeing it the same. Right. Yeah. I like how you're reading in different translations too. I I did, and then I stopped. I'm like right now for the past couple of days, I've been reading from one translation. Oh, okay. From one, uh, I switch from the message to the New King James, and yeah, because it's like. Yeah, it's different. Yeah.
All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us. It's been a blast going through Genesis chapter 24. 24. <laughs> Be blessed. And we'll catch you guys later. Mm-hmm. We'll do we'll do this again. Amen. <laughs> That's right. We'll we'll on Genesis chapter twenty five. Okay. I I like that all right. That's that's uh Yeah, we gotta book that. Yeah. All right, we will. Definitely. All right, all right guys. Y'all be blessed. We'll talk to y'all later. Peace. Peace. Hey, friends and family, thank you for listening to the Revelations of Genesis series. I am just extremely blessed to go back to the beginning of the Bible and find these beautiful nuggets of revelations. You know, when you get the chance to take the time to actually read and actually ask those questions, why, what, where, when, who, you get a deeper revelation than you've ever thought. I thank you guys for tuning in. I'll see you in the next one.